Blog Talk Radio. Hi, my name is Nick from the Marlins Catch Podcast. Make sure to follow us at Marlins Catch on Twitter and Instagram. For more Marlins content, check out our website at themarlinscatch.com. The Marlins Catch Podcast is sponsored by the Baseball Podcast Network, and you can follow the Baseball Podcast Network on following platforms. Instagram, Baseball Podcast Net. Twitter, Baseball Podcast One, without the T. YouTube and SoundCloud at Baseball Podcast Network. You can listen to the Marlins Catch Podcast live on blogtalkradio.com or download the Marlins Catch Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Enjoy the show. Gracias. What is going on, guys, and welcome back to the Marlins Catch Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Simcini, joined here by Lissandro Tremazo. What's up, guys? Hope you guys are doing good. Welcome to the show. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, welcome back to the Marlins Catch Podcast. Uh, you know, we have a lot to discuss this week, uh, you know, weekly awards, this past week for the fish, and really just, you know, they've been struggling a lot. Uh, the runs have been getting better, so in some games, but they're also inconsistent. So we're just going to break that down um, a little bit here on the show. So we are going to start off, of course, with the weekly awards. We do this every week based on the best player of the week. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to jump right into that. And of course, I'm going to do the pitch. We're going to do the pitcher first here. So, for my pitcher of the week this week, I am going to have to give it to Pablo Lopez. Tuesday, when he took on the Indians, he had he had um, five innings of no hit innings. He was absolutely pitching a gem, and to finish that game with going uh, six innings, only letting up two hits, zero earned runs, two balls, two uh, two walks. My bad, guys. Two walks and six strikeouts. Pablo Lopez was absolutely dealing that game, having himself a career night against the Cleveland Indians lineup, who was pretty tough. So I was very, very happy to see that from Pablo, knowing how much of a centerpiece we really wanted him to be for the future of our organization. So I think that was a great job by Pablo Lopez to get the job done that night. Yeah, uh, Nick, Pablo Lopez had a, had a fantastic week. Um, but I, uh, I was, I do agree that he he had a he had a fantastic week. I had to give my um, pitcher of the of the week to again Caleb Smith, who who's just looked absolutely phenomenal this this year. Um, he pitched on Friday with the win against uh, Phil with against Philadelphia. He had six innings pitch, only three hits, uh, only one run. Uh, one walk and he had eight strikeouts against a hard Philadelphia lineup. So I got to give it to, to Caleb Smith. Yeah, Caleb definitely looked good um, that game. Uh, and again, you no know, tough lineup like the Phillies. So I was really happy to see that from Caleb Smith and, you know, him being probably our best pitcher in the rotation right now. Very, very consistent. So, Really got to give the hats off to Caleb Smith. So, you know, going, of course, to the individual player now for the batting, I'm going to go have to give that to Starling Castro. Castro has been heating up uh, for a little bit now, and I'm going to have to give it to him again. Uh, of course, in the Indian series, he, had, he went two for um, two for eight. 
uh, meaning he had two hits in the series, and then had five hits in the Philly series in four games. That's five hits in four games. That's a nice job by Solon Castro staying consistent. You know, he's one of our more reliable bats, him and Brian Anderson. So seeing a big day from Solon Castro definitely going to help um, with, uh, you know, of course, winning ball club, win, uh, winning games. But, you know, unfortunately we haven't been doing that. But, you know, very happy to see that from Stalin Castro, getting his uh, 2017 self back. The consistent version of Stalin Castro is great. Yeah, Nick, um, I, I got to agree with you. It's very good to see the form Stalin Castro has been in lately. Um, we need we need we need outings. We need him to perform like this consistently. He's one of our our top our top batters in in our in our lineup. We we rely on him to just run and get on base. So it was very it was very good to see Jordan Castro um, perform like this this week. But I gotta give mine to uh, Jorge Alfaro. Um, I mean, very, I like what I'm seeing from Jorge Alfaro. This week he had seven hits, um, four runs, three RBIs. He walked once and hit two home runs. That that power is 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 very nice to see from from a young catcher. So I gotta give mine to to Jorge Alfaro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alfaro definitely really has been really hitting the ball very very good. And when you think about it, hey, you know, the Real Muto trade's working out good now. So, yeah, that's 100% great to see. Very, very happy with Jorge Alfaro. And he's also another consistent hitter in that lineup, just with Castro and Anderson. Hopefully we get some more consistency. But, yeah, seeing that from Jorge Alfaro, kind of being a more power hitter too, uh, has been definitely great. All right. So now it's time for the mailbag questions. Uh, I did not put it on my story today. I am sorry, but we did have some leftovers from yesterday, from last week's episode on the Marlins catch. But usually it'll be on my story. Head over to either my story, the Marlins underscore news, double underscore news, or the Marlins universe for mailbag questions, or the Baseball Podcast Network Instagram. Head over there for some questions. But we're gonna cue Benson here in here again, and we're gonna go over some questions. Yeah, our first question is from Jake. Do we need Garrett Cooper when he comes back from the IL? Do we need Cooper? Um, yeah, you know, you need as many guys as you can. Injuries, there's never enough players on a roster. Well, of course there is, but, you know, you, you, injuries really hurt. So, um, yeah, Cooper was a nice bat that we had. Unfortunately, he really hasn't been able to stay healthy and stay in the field. Uh, definitely been really struggling in our lineup because we really need him there. Um, especially in the outfield, you know, due to Blues Princeton still struggling. We have Isaac Galloway starting right now. Um, Austin Dean back down in AAA. Uh, it would be just great to get a veteran bat back in that lineup to help win us some more ball games. So, yeah, I do think Garrett Cooper is needed right now, and hopefully he comes off the IL soon. Uh, with that question, um, I do I do believe that Garrett Cooper, we we we, we, we would really need him back. Um he had a great spring. Was one of our, our top players in spring. And he was looking good. Um for the couple of games he, he he played against the Rockies. Um I I think he'll be he'll be a big part of, of this lineup if if he stays healthy. We still haven't been able to see that from him yet. But um if he stays healthy, uh I I believe he'll get his 
his starting with his starting position back at right field, and it will be a, a huge help, a huge boost in our in our offense. So yeah, I do believe that we we need Derek Cooper when he comes off uh, the IL. Uh, Nick. Yeah. Next question, Ben. Uh, yeah, uh, just one more question today. It's from Marlins Wave. What's something you've seen the Marlins improve at the most since last year? What have we seen the Marlins improve? Well, you know, really, when you're looking at our record right now, there's really not a lot to be improved, but there is one that really stands out, and it is our pitching staff. You've seen our, like, arguably pitching much better than last year, really keeping the ERAs kind of down. I know we've had some big uh, run games against the Phillies, um, but really the pitching has really improved, and I've seen a big improvement from that. The bats have been inconsistent, but last year, you know, we were getting hit all over the place last year. One of the worst team ERAs in the MLB last year. We're really stepping it up with this young pitching staff, and it makes you wonder that Dan Straley trade maybe wasn't and not, not trade that release maybe wasn't that bad when you think about it. Of course, I'm Australia. I actually had him on the podcast here uh, really early into the, um, when we starting it up. But, you know, just seeing the young pitching staff, and I really think that's one of the key things that's gotten better from last year was our pitching. Uh, that, uh, can I said it better myself? That was perfect, Nick. Um, our 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 pitching has really, really improved from from last year. These young pitchers are, are putting in the work. Um, bullpen has been has been overall pretty solid, other than a couple couple players. But overall, it's been it's been good. Um, and the, the the starting rotation has been excellent, uh, in, our, in my opinion. Um, I think in a couple of years we'll have one of at least the top five um, starting rotation because it's it's looking really really good right now. Um, so I think I think we both can say that what's what we've improved the most on since last year is our is our pitching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. You know, definitely a key part of winning ball games. All right, thank you, Benson, for the uh, questions there. All right, guys, so we're going to change gears here, and we're going to be talking about, of course, the past schedule for the Marlins, just recapping what's been going on during the week. But before I do that, make sure if you guys want to head over and get some Marlins tickets or any baseball tickets, head over to stubyard.com and put in the promo code BPN10 and get 10% off any order. Just go to stubyard.com, promo code BPN10, and get 10% off any ticket order from that website. Also, guys, head over to the Baseball Podcast Network, um, website in the shop and head over and get yourself one of those Lewis Brinson t-shirts. Uh, we may be making some new designs very soon, but just make sure to head over to that. It's a really nice design, really cool shirt to wear. So yeah, just head over there and uh, make sure to get one of them. So, all right. So we're going to recap the, uh, the uh, past series for the fish. Of course, you guys know we were off on Monday. So of course we play Tuesday against the Indians. So we will be recapping that right now. Tuesday against the Indians, we won three to one, and then Wednesday we lost six to two. Thursday we we started up the series against the four a four game series against the Phillies that day. We defeated the Phillies three to one. We lost to the Phillies four to nothing, 
we lost to them again on Saturday, 12 to nine. I'm going to be talking about that game a little more after I, after I say the last game here. And then we lost five to one yesterday against the Phillies. So, yeah, you look at that, and that's only two wins in our last um, the in our last six games, and that's not really, you know, that's not good when you're trying to win ball games. But let's talk about that 12 to nine loss on Saturday. Let me just remind you guys: the Marlins were down 10 to one in that game, and you know they they were not playing good at all, but they were down 10 to one in that ball game. They had a huge power surge in the sixth, seventh, and eighth inning. And, got, like, I'm going to tell you this, the Marlins came back, and they were only down by a run. So they were down 10-1, to 1, and they made that game 10-9. to 9. So they made a huge comeback. And they were only one run away from getting that win, or for, for tying the game. Unfortunately, they scored another one, and then another one after that, and we lost 12-9. to 9. But let me just tell you the fight I saw in that game. Back that was like one of our best games. We had a 17 hits that day. Granderson had three hits that game, and the and the amount and we in ten also pitched two perfect innings. That not perfect, we left two hits, but pitched two good innings that game too, which is good to see, of course. But like seeing the fight in that team, like not giving up, putting up as many hits, how many runs as they possibly can, putting up nine runs, nine nine unanswered runs. I'm really, really impressed, and I was really, really happy to see that. I know it was a heartbreaking loss, but when you look at that, you're just thinking to yourself, hey, this is this is fantastic. This is great what we're seeing here. And I was really, really happy to see that. That was a big game that stood out to me, and I just thought I would uh, tell you guys how I feel about that. I know, Lissandra, you probably feel the same way. Yeah, Nick, um, it, was, it was a great fight by the Marlins. Um, and the, uh, other than uh, Wei Ying Chen, the bullpen kind of struggled. But um, the key, the key point in this game was definitely the offense. Um, they they came alive, like you were saying, and uh, during the sixth inning on uh, against a hard against a tough uh, pitching staff of, of Philadelphia. Um, it was. It was very it was very nice to see people like Isaac Galloway get on base. Um just overall everybody um got got on base and, and did their their did their best to, to to cut the lead. Um it was amazing to see seventeen hits. Um I our offense has been very inconsistent this season and this was very was very good good to see from, from the Martins. So I was I was also very surprised um, when I saw the outcome of this game. Yeah, just great to see that fight from that young team, knowing that they're thirsty for a win. They want to go out there and they want to win themselves a ball game. I really just love seeing that. I'm very very happy that they did that. I just want to see them do more of that. You know, I just I know I can't be perfect, but I like you know I love when they go out there, especially down ten to one. And that give, like, and usually people will be like, "Ah, oh, Roddy, we're just gonna swing for the fences." No, they came together, and you know they were they were getting on base, just like you said with Isaac Galloway. I'm just really, really impressed. Very, very happy to see that, and hopefully, we just that continues to happen with our ball club. All right, guys, we will be uh, discussing the future, the um, head schedule for the fish. But before we do that, we are gonna head to a small minor break, and we will be back shortly. 
This Tuesday, make sure to tune into FanCast, where our hosts will be breaking down all things Philadelphia Phillies. We'll be looking back at the impressive outings of Vince Velasquez, Jared Eikhoff, and Zach Eflin, and where they stand with a struggling Aaron Nola and a rebounding pitching rotation. We'll look at some key injuries to Gene Segura and how it's affected the offensive lineup and where the Phillies stand in the NL East with the Mets, Braves, and Nats all looking competitive. Make sure to tune in this Tuesday to FanCast. All right, guys, we are back here from the small break, and we will be discussing the upcoming schedule for the Fish and why the Fish have not been winning their games. So, yeah, let's just talk about the upcoming schedule for the Fish. Of course, they don't play tonight, but they do play tomorrow against Cleveland again. So it's a two-game series tomorrow at 7, both games at 7, Tuesday and Wednesday, down here in Miami. So it's their turn for the Cleveland Indians, of course, come down here. And then the Braves come to Miami. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at 7 o'clock on Friday, 6 o'clock on Saturday, and 1 o'clock on Sunday. And then we take on the Cubs um, at Wrigley Field, the, of course, the on Monday that week. So let's talk about the upcoming schedule for the Fish here. Um, yeah, so Cleveland just played them. We really know them well, I guess. Um, and we split the series with them. They, uh, they won one, we won one. Um, so we really know what to expect out of them. They're just coming back down here. Same batters, Francisco Lindor, um, you know, Jose Ramirez, of course, Leonis Martin, Carlos Santana, uh, Jason Kipnis, and just, you know, the same batters, really. Uh, they come down here, of course. And Ramirez really did well against us that, on one of the games. So, you know, we should be ready for that Cleveland Indians offense and that pitching because Carlos Carrasco uh, was pitching well that one game. And, so, yeah, we really need to be ready for that. And, you know, we need to be ready to go, of course, against Cleveland Indians. Um, I know we just played them. We were talking about them last week in the uh, podcast here. But, yeah, so we played them last week. But I think we really, if we just put our minds to it, we can uh, win the two-game series. Uh, yeah, Nick. Um, the key to, to beating this tough, uh, this tough Indian lineup, I think it's going to be the starting pitching, like yeah, it is. It always is, I guess we can say. Um, we gotta we gotta make sure all of our starting pitchers are on point. And if we played like we played that first game, that first game of last week, the how Pablo Lopez pitched, I think we can take both games against the Indians. Um, so let's see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, guys, not much really to say. And the Indians covered them last week. Same batters, same pitchers. Just be ready to go, of course. All right, and then, of course, we're taking on the Braves as well. Uh, the Braves are, you know, they're, of course, a familiar team, division team here. Um, but, yeah, we got to, you know, we got to watch out for Ronald Acuna Jr. That guy's a beast. <laughs> um, we're sitting at 13 and 14 right now, the Braves. Not, you know, not playing too great baseball right now um but you know this should be um you know, an interesting series again Acuna to Miami some heated stuff going on right there but you know they have Freddie Freeman Ozzy Albies Ronald Acuna Josh Donaldson and you know they're gonna be ready to go Freddie Freeman of course being the number one batter and you know we, we need to be look we need to be winning in that series and and looking at the for the Indian series as well, looking at the pitching 
matchup is uh, if we follow uh, the rotation. Tomorrow it will be Sandy Alcantara versus Trevor Bauer. And then on Wednesday it will be Caleb Smith versus their ace, Corey Kluber. And then, um, and then uh, of course, we will, oh, we will be off Thursday. So then Friday it will be Jose Urania, I think, uh, to be determined. So I know Urania will be pitching that day against Atlanta to open up the series. So, yeah, Kluber's going to be a tough matchup going back to the Cleveland series because he's one of the best pitchers out there and one of the best to do it right now in the game. So hopefully we can get that going. But, yeah, back to the Braves. We need to be ready to go. I know they're only a 500 team. But you know the Braves could really got a nice got nice bats, and that's like the big the big thing to watch out for. So yeah, I look for an interesting series against the Braves. And Lissandro, I want to get your predictions on both the Indian series and the Braves series, and the Braves series being a three-game series, and the Indian series being a two-one. So, what are your thoughts? How many games do you think we're going to take? I believe if the Marlins um, pitching is consistent like it was that first that first time we saw them. Um, I think we have a strong chance of of sweeping the Cleveland Indians. It all depends on on how that pitching um, sh- um, shows up, like it did on the first game. But I think we can sweep the Indians. And with the Braves, the Braves are a very underrated team with all of their of all of their players. They are. They did not start off that good in the season, like you were saying, but um, they're not a team to to sleep on either. Um, I think the Marlins can take two two out of three games if our if our bats stay consistent. So, I think we can win the series if if our if our bats are there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully we do. It's gonna be a tough series, of course, going against the division rival as well. Even that, so some heated beats there. So, yeah, so hopefully, you know, we'll be ready to go. And, uh, yeah, it should be an interesting series for sure. All right, so let's talk about why the Marlins have not been winning. And, you, just, you know, you really go down and say, hey, this team is not, you know, they're not a winning team. That's not built to win. But really when you look down at it and the ways that we can start winning some games, number one, that we need better – our coaches need to be stepping up here and they need to be – we need to be getting better with our bats. It's been very inconsistent. I'm not going to sit here and blame the pitching for us losing our ball games. It is inconsistent in the bats. You'll see once, once in like every four or five games that we'll be getting like 10 or 11 or even 16 hits in a game. In other games, which is very, very consistent, and it's really, you know, it's frustrating. Um, I do believe Mattingly has been doing a pretty decent job this season of managing the baseball team, but you know, something's really got to change. And the bullpen's been better. I mean, I guess they're letting up some runs here and there. Taylor Guerrero yesterday might have pulled a one or two. But, you know, really it just comes down to the bats have not been doing what they're supposed to be doing. And I can't stress that enough. Like, you know, I expect more from the bats. Again, I don't expect us to be, like, winning so many games, of course, with the roster we have, rebuilding, of course. But, you know, it's just the reason we're not winning our games is because our bats are not connecting they're just like, you know, it's very inconsistent, it's frustrating, and something really needs to change um, with the bats. Yeah, I don't want to replace any players. I like I like our young team where it is. We have a lot of prospects in the farm system. I want to get ready to go, but we just need to, you know, I, I want to see us winning more games because, you know, it's frustrating. You know, only having eight wins 
and 20 losses, really, it just, like, like, no, I'm not expecting us to be going out there trying to get in the playoff push, really, but, you know, we're sitting at the bottom of the league with the worst team in the league. You know, the the second worst team has nine wins, of course, the Royals, but, you know, we're the worst team in the league right now. Um, But, yeah, it just, you know, it's really frustrating to see from the Marlins, and I just really wish we can get some more wins, and the bats really need to increase. Uh, Lissandro, uh, I know you had something to add on, but hold that thought. We are actually getting uh, a caller in today, uh, and a familiar face as well. We're getting George from Parkland in to talk about the uh, Miami Marlins. So, George, we'll cue you in here. Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you guys? What's going on, George? How are you? Good, good, good. How's it going, Lissandro? Hope you're doing good, George. Thank you. Um, no, I just kind of wanted to chime in a little bit here and, uh, and talk a little bit as to why I think the Marlins aren't winning. I think, number one, you know, you got a really young ball club here. I think, you know, it's, it's no secret. You know, you got a lot of first- and second-year guys that are, that, are, that are, you know, playing in the major leagues and facing that kind of talent for the first time. But to your point, Nick, earlier, you know, you, you gotta have you got to have the hitting step up. You know, you're getting some, I think, better-than-expected pitching performances and the hitting is not following up and doing their part of it. So, you know, you're wasting these performances, and that kind of is very, you know, um, disheartening to, to, to and it's contributing to why you guys are only got eight wins. But um, I think the first step, you know, um, took place about a week or so ago. I don't know if you guys talked about it, but by, by getting rid of Mike Tagliarulo um, is probably mm-hmm. the first step. You, you, need, you, you needed to make that change. And to be quite honest with you, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, with Adam so early on in the season, but you may have to make a change at the you know at the skipper position at some point in the future too. I don't know if, if Madden Lee's going to be the guy that's going to carry this team into the future. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I understand your point there. Um, you know, of course the bats have to improve and inconsistent batting, of course, and firing Mike Pagliarello, our hitting coach, and replacing him. But yeah, we know what, Madden, what you're saying about Madden Lee. Maybe he's not getting the job done. Um, and, you know, when we were we, here, we never really finished with a great record. So I understand what you are saying there. But, you know, I guess the young pitchers going against the veteran pitchers, the, the young hitters going against the veteran pitchers, it's kind of rough for them. Um, but, yeah, I definitely just expect more consistency. Maybe another change with the hitting coach. We go find someone else that knows how to do the job. Like when Barry Bonds is here, he seemed to be doing very well with that. Um, not really understand. I know the relationship with him and Don Manley wasn't exactly great. That's kind of one of the reasons why he's not here anymore. But, yeah, I understand what you're saying, George. Maybe a change at the skipper position may be in need um, in the near future. But we really just got to see how it turns out. And, Lissandro, I want to get your thoughts about why the Mullins haven't really hitting and, and bouncing off George's point here about maybe Manley, um, you know, getting maybe relieved of his duties in the near future. Um, I definitely agree with both of you with the sense that um, the offense is not getting uh, as expected. I guess you can say like I know that we're not trying to compete, but um, it's it's not. It's very like you're saying. It's frustrating because um, our pitching has been has been pretty decent, um, and our offense has not has not shown up yet. Um, they don't. They don't help out our uh, our, our good pitching uh, lately. Um, with the thought of Don Mattingly, um, I think it's 
I I get I get what you're, you're saying, George. Um, I I still I I mean I still believe in, in Don Mattingly. I, I I think he can he can coach can can coach us into can coach us through this building uh, stage. I guess you can say. Um, I, I I still believe he can do it, but um, if if he continues like this. Uh, I would I would think the Derek Jeter would have to to look for a replacement, but I I have hope that uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't get to that yet. Yeah. No, I mm-hmm. definitely great. appreciate that, guys. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, George. No, I just want to say yeah, definitely appreciate that, and uh, you know, like I said, I, I think. The expectation wasn't so high to begin with because it's, you know the, the team is so young, but you know when you got you're getting shut out, you know I don't know how many times you got shut out already this year, six seven times. I mean, mm-hmm. you know that's a clear sign that there's something needs to be done. And like I said, the first step was taken. You got rid of Pagliarulo. Um, you know, I hate to say it, but you got that Yankee influence in there with Mattingly and everything like that. I think you know Jeter probably needs to you know start looking outside of the Yankee organization yeah. for, for, you know, and, and start looking at other folks in the major leagues that can, you know, can contribute here. But um, there is a lot of talent. I said it before, there is a lot of talent. It's going to take time. Um, but, you know, this amount of, 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 of shutouts, I mean, you know, I, was, I wasn't expecting that at this, you know, this, at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Definitely something really needs to change there, George. But, yeah, but – yeah, thank you so much for joining, George. Uh, we're actually going to have to wrap up the podcast here. Running out of time here a little bit. But, again, George, thank you so much for calling in. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah. So, thank you guys so much again for listening to the Marlins Catch podcast. We'll be here again next Monday, of course. And we'll see you next time. The Marlins Catch is produced by Benson Fexer. The Marlins Catch is a production of the Baseball Podcast Network. Be sure to give our host a follow on Instagram, Nick, at Marlins Double Underscore News, and Lissandro, at The Marlins Universe. Follow The Marlins Catch on Instagram, at The Marlins Catch. For more of The Marlins Catch content, be sure to head over to their website, at TheMarlinsCatch.com. And for more Baseball Podcast Network content, head over to Baseball Podcast Net. Dot com. Follow the official Baseball Podcast Network social media platforms. Instagram, Baseball Podcast Net. Twitter, at Baseball Podcast One. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-1. YouTube, at Baseball Podcast Network. And SoundCloud, at Baseball Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in to the Marlins Catch. We'll see you next time.